Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again. With Scott Bogman and Chris Wells. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. If you're going to die hard, make it football die hard. It's Bob Harris, football die hard senior editor. You hear him over on SiriusXM. And legit, just one of the best in the industry, the most fun people. And I always love the energy because Bob is standing. He's up. I need to be doing that. I'm podcasting more. And Bob, my ass hurts from sitting so much. I, think <laughs> I, just need, to sit. I need to bring the desk up. I think it's a must. I think I'm going to start incorporating the Bob Harris lifestyle. It's a good idea. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm like a, a shark. If I quit swimming, I'm going to die. So uh, <laughs> as soon as I sit down, I get tired. Well, you are a shark in the industry. Mm. You're a heavyweight, my friend. Uh, Sirius XM actually funny enough, is uh, hosting both of the SiriusXM Flex League drafts on uh, Sirius. And Tuesday did Bogman's, and as this episode is dropping on Wednesday, mine tonight, which I pulled the number one overall pick in Flex, should be uh, super, super fun. Bob, what's the uh, expectations on breaking these down? Are you going to be slamming everybody? Are you oh, going to be no doubt. praising? I'm, I'm totally horrible. No, you know, I was thinking about that this morning, and, and like, you know, I mean, I think people expect you to, like, rip people in, and and I will if it, the, the case arises, but I think most part it's better just to try to explain what the rationale might be for picks right. being made as opposed to saying, that's a stupid pick. I'm not sure that's really great analysis, uh, even if it's correct. <laughs> I think, you know, it's a little more interesting to say, well, wow, let's look at the range of possible outcomes for this player and and kind of decide why they might have thought that. And we'll bring we'll bring drafters on during the show uh, to explain themselves. And if we think something's incredibly stupid, we'll make sure to get them on. So look forward to talking to them. <laughs> well, make sure to say nice things about me. I, got I wonder why I've there. been invited on the last couple of years. By yeah, the way. I don't think uh, <laughs> that's I haven't interesting. been on the serious show, I don't think, in, uh, for Flex. So I think that's a reason. Uh, this is actually the first year Bogman and I aren't splitting a team either. We've got our ownsies. But it's going to be pretty hard for me to screw it up at one. Uh, so I hope not to do that. One thing you will probably be doing across the board over on Sirius is talking about the infamous sleepers. Yes, this is our clickbaity episode of clickbaity episodes because <laughs> we just put the word sleeper on there and people are like, nom, 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 give me the sleepers. But Bob, at the end of the day, over the last couple of years, it's really been the death of sleepers because the term is almost non-existent. There is more fantasy football coverage than there's ever been before. It would be hard pressed for you to go to four sites and not have every single player in the NFL touted and also why they would be bad. So sleeper is a difficult term. We will do all of our best in this episode to go through it. Bob's going to give three. I'm going to give three. Bogman's going to give three and we'll go a little bit deeper. But let's start with your interpretation of what sleeper really is anymore. And what does it actually exist? in? The, does it even exist in the fantasy football landscape? I don't know that it really exists. I, I go with value, right? Players that I think are going to far outperform their draft position, I think is the the way we look at it. I mean, you know, there was a time and I can remember it well when there was a thing called an off season as well. And we spent that time, people in the industry, getting ourselves prepared and identifying potential sleepers. Uh, now the people in the industry are not the only ones doing that. Everyone who plays fantasy football is doing that. And I think it's a great thing. Uh, and I, so I think, you know, we have to do a better job of pointing out, you know, potential values. I think the thing about it is, you know, we can go back in fantasy football history and, you know, we know there's a running back who's going to win you a title that nobody drafted pretty much every year. Right. So, you know, start trying to identify some of those players and maybe trying to catch them before you have to dive into the free agency. There's some, there's, 
there's something to that, right? Because everyone's going to be chasing the same guy, says last year's Elijah Mitchell week one, right? The, and, and so, yeah. but, you know, as those guys arise, and I mean, even we can look at Rashad Penny last year, who was the late season riser, who who was a dominant force down the stretch, had 200 yards more than any other back, and probably went undrafted in a lot of leagues. So, you know, identifying those players in advance can be useful, and having them on your roster, if you have room, is a good thing. And you kind of said it uh, best at the very beginning. I think the definition of sleeper, we can still use sleeper. Everyone's going to do it. They're going to have a sleeper article. You have a sleeper podcast. That's what you do. But the definition really lies in value now because the old sleeper was, like you said, no one's talking about it. Uh, they are undrafted. They become they weren't leader, listed blah, blah, blah. in any of the four magazines that you picked uh, up before, yeah, exactly. before the draft yeah, started. That was there. a what sleeper the, before. What, were the, what was the one you always got, Boggs? I forget. I got the diehards. Uh, I also got like the no. fantasy football forecast one. That's mine as well. And I want to say it was uh, that was the biggest one I, I got. Yeah, I think the forecast. Really, yeah. yeah, the pro yeah, forecast. It, the, this was our 33rd year of the pro forecast. Wow. And and so, you know, we've tried to adjust the language in those and the, the better. I mean, people still use sleeper just like, you know, everyone worth used throwing it around here. But but I do think the correct term is values and, you know, value yeah. plays. So, yeah. And, and really the reason it gets mixed up is because there's so much more chatter. There's so many people in the space and there's so much more. This is something I really commend you about, Bob. You are um, not only just one of the you know smartest and, you know, great innovators of fantasy football. You're also just like one of the good guys. You're there in a space to like, I've seen you do this um, during football season on Twitter where you're like, Hey, listen, I've got this time right here where I'm going to be answering questions. Sorry if I can't get to your stuff. You're a good guy that doesn't interact in the chaos. There's so much chaos. And part of the problem that happens is you start to talk about sleepers and what happens? Everyone goes, well, it's not a sleeper. Uh, so-and-so is talking about right. that. <laughs> at, at blah, 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 football, blah, 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 said that guy. Everybody is willing, is wanting to attack. So any name you throw out, I'm, I'm, I'm presetting everybody here right now for this episode. We're going to say names and you guys are going to be like, this is a sleeper. Yes, we're, we're using an undervalued process to say that these guys are being drafted way lower than where we think their production can end up getting. ADP be damned. These are kind of our sleeper guys. And I think you agree with that, right, Bob? Yeah, and I also agree with the fact that, I mean, you can't have a conversation. It's very hard to have a conversation on Twitter. It happens. Um, but, you know, I mean, you're, you know, you're essentially just everything you, you're walking through a dog pound with a pork chop in your pocket. I thought you were going to say a conversation about something, but you just said conversation. Any conversation, that is so any conversation yeah. right? I mean, it's just like, you know, anything you say is someone's going to come out and say, no, it isn't. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Chris Welsh said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league. This is the way. Stop touching things. Right. So, you know, I, and I've kind of dialed back on my Twitter, uh, you know, time. Smartly. I mean, I used to, I used to answer questions every Saturday. I'd answer every question that I got and it would take me eight hours because you, 
answer one question and you get five questions yeah, in return. Up. And so I'm just kind of limited now. I do a live stream on YouTube, you know, for an hour yeah. every Saturday and it's just more. kind of get out of the way. And it's a little more civil because uh, I can shut off the people that are just in there trolling and, uh, and I yeah. can actually, you know, you can actually share some good information and we take a lot of calls on the serious show as well. And so, you know, you can kind of work through things. And I think look, that's why we're all sitting here drafting. I don't know how many drafts you guys are in. Probably a lot. A lot. Right. And so a ridiculous amount. So we can, you know, talk to people. We could share, you know, oh, I've made that decision, right? And it's the same with when we get into the season with lineup decisions. Oh, I'm going to have like 30 redraft teams and dynasty or redraft teams that I'm going to be setting lineups for each week. I'm probably going to have the same waiver wire issues and lineup questions people are going to have. It's the same at draft time. And so it's very helpful to have triple digit drafts. Yeah, baby. And this is the true, uh, this is the true medium. I believe it's like, get away from all the chaos, get into your own self-contained streams. Uh, the, I think the last big like Twitter chaos I got into. So actually one of my favorite moments still, I don't remember this. I did it last year, the year before. And I, I openly trolled Sealy, but I was trolling the audience. Do you remember yes. where, um, I was making fun of like, should I start Saquon Barkley? And then no one recognized me. And I had like, I had probably like 200 comments of people being mad about the things I was bringing up. And it was around that time where people were complaining Lamar Jackson God. couldn't throw. Like was that's it, about was, the only God, it was Barkley versus who? It was somebody it was Barkley dumb. versus something crazy. And it was like, should I it was start like Michael and then I went, Carter or something? Yeah. And then I went into like Lamar Jackson. It was fun. That that's so, about the only fun you can someone's have someone's gonna take offense at just about anything you say right now on Twitter. So and you could just you know, go on there and say I like dogs and right, people would be like dogs totally are, are terrible. They're well, they are. You My kid cats. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean microcosm of Twitter. Uh, right yeah. there. there. Yeah. You, you didn't even mention cats. You should just quit now. You're canceled. All right. So let's get let's get out of that mess. I always think it's kind of interesting to talk about because if you do pay attention to that sphere. It's a completely different process. But, you know, if you're paying attention to the sites that you like and listen to some of the people, you're going to get great information. And we're going to kick it off by going through some of our our sleepers. We've, uh, we're each going to go with three. Bob, we're going to let you do the very first one here. Uh, it can be any position. We understand all that the definition is just we think these are undervalued players. So these are our sleepers. Bob Harris, let's go with your first one, and then Boggs will jump to you. Yeah, I want to, I want to miss the ones you guys are picking so that I don't like we don't copy a lot. So I'm going to go with a running back named Tyler Algier in Atlanta. Uh, would like to have seen a little more of him this summer. So far, we haven't, and maybe it doesn't pan out. But he's a guy who fits the mold between the tackles. Guy had a heavy workload at BYU. Seems to be seems to be like a, maybe a little bit of a hit or miss pick. Um, but if he wins that, look, Cordero Patterson is the the running back people are still drafting there, and look, he's going at a decent price as well. Everyone's dialed back on him because we're sure he can't possibly have another good year. I would say, you know, after Arthur Smith demonstrated he could uh, twist up the Rubik's Cube of talent that uh, Patterson keeps, he's worth picking as well. But there's going to be a between-the-tackles guy, uh, an early-down component in that offense. And, and I, I'm willing to to put some money on Tyler Algier being that guy. I like that one. I know, Boggs, you like that one as well. Like, that that's just that young, uh, like a not-talented <clears> offense <throat> That's got a middle line running back who's not a true running back. You know, they're going to, they did it with Mike Davis, you know, in years past. Like they've got to have some type of a balance. Algier is going to get opportunities and uh, pretty skilled. So I think that's a really, really good one. First of all, I mean, you skipped the the highlight here, which is Bob just being a poet and calling Cordell Patterson, get, getting the talent out of him, the Rubik's Cube of talent. I mean, that was a fantastic well, line, Bob. But it's Unbelievable. true because, like, you know, he's, I mean, look. It is. like some really he, good coaches like Bill Belichick, among others, and, and he does have certain skills. Like, as a running back, he does certain things reasonably well. As a receiver, he does certain things reasonably well. None of those things, like, are, make him complete. It either position perfect line, and so they it's did kind of twist him up nicely. Way to go, Arthur Smith! We're yeah, proud yeah, of you, sir. Unbelievable line there. That's great. Yeah, are you buying on that one too? Are you buying on that box? Algier is fine. I think he got a little too hyped, but I think since you know the, it's overreaction season right now, of course, and he was eighth on the depth chart. That I, you know, if he wasn't eighth, I think he he would have climbed to a level where I was like, all right, we're too high on Tyler Algeo. Let, let's remember it's a converted linebacker who's playing running back for like the third year ever. Uh, you know, he's behind Patterson. Damian Williams is a vet, but Damian Williams got hurt coming into camp. He's shown nothing. Cordell Patterson has barely played any preseason. And when he has, he's been used at wide receiver. So 
yeah, I think that uh, Algier is definitely a buy right now for uh, what the Falcons have. I, I'll say this, though. I wouldn't be shocked if they add someone. We just saw Kenyon Drake get cut. There's going to be a couple other running backs to get cut. <clears throat> so yeah. I am taking him, but I'm not making him a priority. I, I have um, seen people out there. I've seen the Twitter already suggesting that he would, that the Kenyon Drake would be a good fit in Atlanta. So thank you, Twitter. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. A couple of, I mean, <laughs> you also, not that they would go and trade for Kareem Hunt, but you know, you've got backs right. that are out there. You know, you got, this is a dumb one. The Niners seem to always do this. Um, but they've always got one of those guys that leads like Thomas Clayton did it before. And they've got Mason who's doing it right now. Who's like one of the best preseason backs. You've got some of these guys that these teams might just not be willing to let go. Or, you know, a team like the San Francisco 49ers could move off of like a Jeffrey Wilson jr. Or a Trey sermon or something like that. And any uh, running back needy teams could jump on it. So the Falcons are definitely one to watch, but Algiers is a good one. Boggs, uh, your number one sleeper. Brian Robinson, I mean, he's not a sleeper anymore, really. His ECR is still in the 50s in PPR because, you know, he's not expected to catch a lot of passes. But um, this is a guy that might be the number one running back for the commanders starting week one. I will admit, even though I was high on him and higher than anybody else on him that that I know, uh, I know Friedman was big on him over at Fantasy Pros as well and, and a couple other people, but um, it, it was mainly more about uh, Alabama backs than anything. But, um, you know, I did not think he would be eating into Gibson like he, he seemingly is right now. This could just be a lot of, you know, let's get him reps. But I think it's like, well, if we have Robinson here and Gibson is such a weapon for us, why is Curtis Samuel, who's always hurt out here? Why are we even leaning on Diami Brown? So let's move Antonio Gibson out to play wide out a decent amount and kind of do what Cordell Patterson and Debo have been doing where they switch from wide out to RB and that kind of stuff. So um, I think Brian Robinson is going to have a significant role. His value is probably going to get too high uh, for a lot of people, but right now at his current ECR, he's still a value. So uh, I will mark him as one of my sleepers. What do you think that looks like as far as like when we're really talking about value here, because it, what you're pointing out is true. Three weeks ago, a month ago, when I, I tweeted about this because I want to give Bogman credit when he deserves it, is like you were on Brian Robinson at the beginning of the offseason, not like a little bit like, hey, you should take it. You're like, no, Brian Robinson is the guy. You were aggressive about it, and now everybody is in on it. But to your point, Allen Robinson's cost is way different. I'm Allen Robinson, Brian Robinson's cost is way different than it was a month ago. So when you still designate him as a sleeper, if his ADP got him, is sitting like, around the 40s or something, where's I've, the upside his- in value? His ECR among running backs is like in the fifties. I've got 48 ADP on fantasy pros. 42 is where I have him. So about 10 spots bigger. I mean, that has obviously moved up in the last week. I don't think I've seen many drafts where he goes as an RB four. Most of them have been RB five. So now that he's climbing up into that appropriate range at RB four, I still have him behind like some guys that don't like it. I'm not high on, uh, Melvin Gordon. I've got him uh, behind Melvin Gordon. I got him one spot behind Melvin Gordon. I have Stevenson above him. I have uh, Herbert and Penny above him. Like there are a bunch of guys that I don't like to take that I'd probably pass on those guys and then take Brian Robinson. But um, I think that's about the range. Like, you know, uh, early RB four right now. Bob, uh, what do you think about I Brian have. Robinson as far as the term sleeper with him and have value? Because it definitely has changed over the last uh, week and a half. Yeah, I, you know, I was looking at the uh, NFFC ADP right here, and he is not. He's kind of stayed pretty steady. I think they were maybe a little ahead of the curve, but he's not very high. So, uh, like, Rod Rivera kind of foreshadowed this after the draft when he started talking yes. about the Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams uh, duo in in. Carolina, except this is a trio, which does nobody any good, right? So uh, I'm a little concerned that they're just going to dilute each other. I know there was a piece in the Athletic that suggested that, although Ben Standing in the Athletic, I think, said today that he expects Gibson to still get the bulk of the carries. I think it's easy to forget we're so down on Gibson that... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league. Has to be at least three times bigger than this. It's been really productive the last couple of years. Like, it just not. He's still the best back on that team. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, expected him, though, to move into that top 10, that RB, you know, a true top fantasy play and that he hasn't. And it's been a number of different issues, whether it's been, you know, him getting beat up or, or JD McKissick's presence. I mean, last year, I can remember talking to uh, reporters from Washington right before the season, like the last, before the last preseason game. And he still wasn't up to speed on what they call their turbo offense, which is their hurry up offense. He was still not seeing time in the third, in the past offense. So, all these things were a concern, and obviously pass protection is a big thing for running backs, even when they're you know, going to be running routes as well. So I think that's an issue. That's been one of the issues for him, and it's going to be a limiting factor. Um, Brian Robinson, they called the do-it-all player when they drafted him. I think a lot of what he does will be carrying between the tackles and near the goal line. And you saw it in some of those early games as well. I like that one, Boggs. It's just it, it definitely things have changed quite a bit. Uh, my number one here, and again, this is we're kind of in like a little bit of a bigger name. Oh, by the way, I wanted to point out on NFFC, the uh or nfc the brian robinson running back adp not like solidifying to like any certain event or dates is at 53 overall yep now obviously if i um well actually this yeah if i were to like hone in the dates like let me just even do it real quick just for funsies here september let's just say august August first yeah we'll go august first here and then we go to Robinson. Let's see what's changed here. 45. He, 50, 50. 50. I mean, he's only gone. Right. He's, 50, made, he's so. been, he's been pretty steady, uh, you know, uh, yeah. which is interesting. I always like looking at that ADP because it's pretty, you know, invested players. So, yeah. Yeah. My number one here, again, kind of a bigger name player, but I think is being just undervalued overall is Alan Lazard with Green Bay. Obviously the top option is not there anymore. Projections are kind of wild. I think in the low side, I think uh, PFF on targets, the last that I looked was under 90 or right at the 90 marker with the catches being low. Obviously this could turn into a situation that could mirror Kansas city where Patrick Mahomes even said, Hey, listen, I might have five or six guys catching four or five passes a game. And that could be the same way. We have one of the most, you know, proficient passers in the NFL who wants veteran wide receivers. He's going to play the big ball with uh, Marcus Valdez Gantling when possible, but uh, or no, Why I'm sorry. That's gone. on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, dubs, 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 dubs. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have him playing the big ball when possible, but having veterans at the top, Lazard's going to be the guy. I refuse to believe there's going to be a situation where Aaron Rodgers is not going to find a solidified receiver that isn't in the backfield. I do worry about that a little bit. Lazard also had a nice run at the back half of last year, catching uh, touchdowns in four of the five last games going into the playoffs. And he had uh, four targets, at least four targets in four of those last five. So I think he's going to jump in to being a main target share. I'd be hard pressed to believe he's going to be under a hundred targets. I think there's going to be more efficiency. He's going to be in that Devonte Adams role. I think Lazard is undervalued in that he is a number one wide receiver in a powered quarterback offense. That is going to feature him. And you don't see a whole lot of those. I suppose you could argue Robert Woods in Tennessee, but that's not the offense that you're going to be looking at. Right. I'm just kind of going down the list and looking like you don't see really another number one wide receiver that's put in that same spot. I mean, Jahan Dotson has higher projections on PFF than Lazard. I think the projections are low. I think the number one spot is going to benefit him really well. And I think as a wide receiver that is going outside of your top three, at best being a flex, 
I think this has uh, wide receiver two upside for the year. What do you think, Bob, about Alan Lazard? Uh, I think Curly. And so I'm going to say his name different. I'm going to say Lazard. Um, is so, it Lazard? We always we do this. This is that bit we do. Lazard Lazard. Yeah, it's it, that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll say. It. But but here's the thing about him. He's a league winner, a potential league winner, right? Yeah. This is the guy that you're getting at the right price. Uh, the future Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, and I say that in jest. If you missed, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers saying that. Devontae Adams said it was great going from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer. And so Roger <laughs> after said it's great going from a Hall of Famer to a future Hall of Famer. And, and so, <laughs> so uh, you know, look, uh, expecting the wide receiver one in Green Bay, if he becomes that, and he has, I would say, uh, well over 50-50 you know, chance of doing that, at that price, it's crazy. It's crazy value. And, and so the other thing, uh, in addition to the name, is – when you guys did the show sheet, you didn't let me uh, have editing powers or I would have erased him from your list and put him on mine. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, exactly. Excellent. That, it is Lazard, by the way. You know what I get confused is the old uh, Rogan episode with uh, Bob Lazar. That Bob always Lazar. Ah, yeah, sticks that, in my stupid brain about that so and I screw it up. He's one go, of the three that I consistently screw up. Go back to, I want to say two Not years cool, ago, bro. the New Orleans game when Lazard was the primary weapon. And he, that, that was a game he... He had the uh, hernia, sports hernia as well, and we didn't see him for a while. But, I mean, he's shown that upside. I'm not saying he's got that, you know, consistent upside, but, man, he's playing with Aaron Rodgers, people. Give him a chance. All right, that's a good uh, plug there. And, Boggs, you like uh, my Lazard pick there? I do. I mean, I, I think Bob's absolutely right about that. Like, uh, you know, and that's the thing about the Packers wide receivers, the the Chiefs wide receivers, you know, someone in there is a league winner, you know, uh, whether it's Juju, whether it's Lazard, whether it's Watkins, uh, you know, or Watson or Sky Moore, there's, there's someone lurking in that mix that is going to have an enormous year. And I think Lazard and Juju are probably Juju going behind uh, Lazard as well. Juju going behind him, Bob, uh, sleeper number two, it's on you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Isaiah Pacheco just because everyone else is, and look, there, so this all goes back to Brett Veach, right? The GM saying just before the draft, there's going to be a seventh round running back that has a thousand yard season, right? And so then lo and behold, and like the run is, you know, the, the hype has been off the charts and the price is probably going to rise up, but it's still not ridiculous, right? I mean, it's still yeah. down to the same range as the players we're talking about right here in the backs we've talked about uh, so far. Uh, he's, you know, if you listen to the people who've been watching the practices every day, he's big, he's fast. So okay and pass protection. This is going to be critical, though. Um, Patrick Mahomes is worth a quarter of a billion dollars to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, if you get him wiped out, uh, that's not going to work. And so he's going to have to demonstrate that, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a high level, that proficiency. Um, but and, and look, I think Jarek McKinnon is probably a guy that's being overlooked in this backfield as well. When the games really mattered late last year in the playoffs, who is the running back of record there? Uh, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire might be better. We forget, you know, or we didn't really hear coming into last season. He had the gallbladder issue and had lost a bunch of weight, and it kind of was a, it was kind of a, a bit of a slog for him to get up to speed. But he's been a disappointment ever since we strapped the ADP rocket to his ass, or you know, in his rookie season. <laughs> and uh, and so you know, like I think all the backs here are reasonably priced. Um, but I'm going to have some shares of Pacheco, just big, fast, doing all the things they want him to do. And uh, seems to be gaining some significant momentum. Maybe he's a guy that if you you know you want to make sure you have enough room on your roster that you can stash him there and not have to worry about it because it may take a little while for that to develop. Pacheco's ADP has moved to 52 on NFC, two spots behind Brian Robinson. So he's definitely moved up. I agree with you too. I have a lot of shares of everyone not Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I've uh, I've taken Pacheco <laughs> in a bunch of early drafts. I've gotten McKinnon in a few spots as well. Just look good, trustworthy in the passing game. You could see, I mean, I still believe it'll be hard pressed that that team is going to have a give up on a layer, but P Pacheco being the best piece of a third down back and being able to pass block and McKinnon probably being the best pass catcher of that. How are you going to get both those guys off the field? Whether it's series or it's going to be, you know, in a 10 drive series, you're going to have Clyde Edwards delay or maybe play three early downs to get the pass block and the receiving back in. I find it hard. I, I it's hard pressed to believe that maybe anybody's going to come out of there. So similar to what Andrew Erickson said on the podcast, it's just give me the cheap cost. Give me the cheaper guy. Sure. McKinnon is a great dart throw at the end. Pacheco looks like, you know, he's got the theoretical league winner. If Clyde Edwards Delaire, if we some shocker, you know, all of a sudden Clyde Edwards Delaire gets traded to Philly. You know, it's everyone's been talking about Kareem Hunt and Alaire goes there, then all of a sudden, bam, Pacheco, a three down back in Kansas City would be a league winner. Boggs, are you uh checking off on Pacheco? 
Yeah, I mean, this is the whole, you know, we just talked about Lazard. Uh, we we talked about just getting a piece of those offenses. We talked about that with John Legazo on his show. Uh, it's just you want a piece of these good offenses. And, you know, that's why that's what makes Pacheco interesting. That's what makes guys like James Cook interesting. Um, you know, a, a lot of sleepers that we've mentioned, Isaiah McKenzie with, with Buffalo as well, like, just getting a sliver of these offenses that are high powered and score touchdowns. That's what we want. So, uh, you know, and then the best thing about Pacheco is, is that none of the platforms have adjusted. None of the platforms that I've yeah, seen have raised him way up on their, you know, like when you're drafting. So he's out of sight, out of mind. We've seen a lot of drafts do that in Welsh the past has pulled him off. Like three three drafts in a row because no one yeah. remembers him. Uh, I think this is, when we this get is into such fan a great tracks. point you're making, Box. I mean, and this is something everyone should do on the platforms that you're on. Go a few minutes in advance of your draft, scroll all the way down, put some guys in your work list or your queue that you know are going to be off the radar. Yeah. So you have them on your radar when the key moments of the draft happen. Because it is true. Out of sight, out of mind. So many guys get overlooked because they're just not up in the queue. That's why we yeah. do the ranks analysis episode where we tell people we pull up ranks on four different sites and how the ADP works in the draft rooms and say, here are the deals. And those are things to do because you're 100% right. But we have seen um, like a, a Yahoo occasionally just do a manual update where they'll throw a player up higher just to get them because like fan track struggles with their ADP over a elongated period of time. It's really hard to move guys up. So, And I think the same thing goes with Yahoo. So sometimes you'll see just manual adjustments because they don't want players to be buried. But yeah. Go and check it out. You should go and take a look. Uh, Boggs, you got a sleeper number two. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a deeper sleeper here. Uh, but you guys have heard me talk about him specifically leading up to the draft. Jalen Tolbert, one of my favorite prospects coming out. So many good wide receivers in this class. It's unbelievable. Now, this one a couple weeks ago was starting to look dicey because like Simi Fioko, who still uh, could end up getting this number two job with everybody hurt in Dallas right now uh, has been playing well, but it seems like over the last week, week and a half that uh, Jalen Tolbert has turned the corner here and um, he's going to get open deep. He's going to make some big plays for Dak Prescott in this offense. And this is a pass first offense. You know, you have lamb, you have Schultz, of course, Pollard and Zeke are great too, but with Gallup out, Amari Cooper gone, that second wide receiver spot is up for grabs, and I do think Jalen Tolbert is going to end up being the guy sooner rather than later. Maybe not week one, maybe it's week two or three uh, that he really takes off, but he's going to make a couple big plays and turn heads, and he's going to be a part of this offense moving forward. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my... In this league. So I think he's a good pick late. You know, if you're in a standard, probably one of your last picks. If not, your very last pick. But, um... 
I'm excited about the prospects for Jalen Tolbert playing with a guy like Dak Prescott. What do you think? What do you think, Bob? On Jalen opportunities will be there. I talked to Jalen Tolbert uh, just before the draft. Seems like a very nice young man. Uh, did not play at a super high level of competition in college, but then went to the Senior Bowl. Had a big showing there. So look, opportunities matter, right? That's the you know something that you have to pay attention to uh, in fantasy football. And so many times we are drafting you know the talent of a player and without taking into account that he's not high on the depth chart. In Culver's case, he is. Noah Brown is going to be there. You mentioned, I mean, there's going to be others. Maybe Michael Gallup will be back relatively soon. But uh, in the meantime, it seems like Culver has a chance to establish himself in what should be a very good offense. Uh, Michael Gallup is going higher than Jalen Tolbert in NFC drafts. Do you think that's correct? I probably for the long haul. Yes. But you know, if you want to get off to a fast start and sometimes some of these players like, you know, I think it's more running back, but if you have guys coming off injury or whatever, if you want to draft, you know, Michael Gallup and you need a player to cover you early on, but like at running back, JK Dobbins, maybe he gets off to a slow start. Uh, You know, or some of these guys, Tyreek Hill's a volatile receiver. You want to get somebody in there that, that is, has a little, you know, at least early run. I think Tolbert, maybe a guy not, you know, especially if you're trying to, you know, cover all the bases in the Dallas offense. I've not eagerly drafted him, uh, but I do have some shares in best ball. I've been taking Gallup a whole lot in the best balls. You just, you know, get my wide receiver core starters. Usually that fourth wide receiver is a rookie and then jump in on Gallup at like five or six or something going off around, around the sixties in uh fantasy pros, ADP NFC. He's a little bit higher into the fifties on Gallup and really in NFC, they both kind of move up like 10 spots from just normal consumer ADPs versus fantasy pros, the NFC, um, you know, high dollar stuff and, you know, the season long stuff that's going to push a little bit further up. Uh, my second sleeper Bog's actually a guy that you said you're not super interested in. And I'm going with Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert, who has a RB ADP on fantasy pros of 53 and a really huge lack of commitment to David Montgomery and that bears offense. We've already seen that it has shades of Antonio Gibson, what's going on in Washington. And we had some early stuff with it though. Jacobs is going to be fine with Kenyon Drake back. We've seen some of those. The lack of commitment has, has me concerned. Khalil Herbert's talent overall has me excited. Six best run grade as a running back on PFF. He had a higher elusive rating, more yards per carry across the board over David Montgomery. I think the pass protection is just relatively close. And this looks like this is moving into just a little bit more of a committee, potential committee situation where I think Herbert just might be the more talented back. I don't think they have any true commitment to David Montgomery. And what will be really interesting to see in season is if Montgomery gets early down back stuff and Herbert is going to come in on more important situations, maybe in the red zone. I think overall, this is just a better back and he comes at a cheap cost. He comes at a cheaper cost with the potential to be in maybe at flex RB. He's going around the fifties. I think he's got that upside to be a flex running back and you don't have to pay the cost. So uh, clear Herbert is my sleeper. Number two, Bob, what do you think about Herbert and that Bears offense versus Dave Montgomery? I'm wishing it doesn't come true. I have a lot of early investment in Dave Montgomery, but but, you know, so I'll just note that, you know, on the football diehards on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, we have beat writers on constantly. And Chris Emma from 670 to score started talking about this in June. Uh, and he just thinks with uh, Luke Getze coming over as the offensive coordinator from Green Bay, where they're not afraid to use multiple backs, that he thinks this is the, he's said all along, this is the direction this is heading. It's going to be a timeshare. As you mentioned, they did this current regime, including Ryan Poles, the new GM, does not have the uh, investment, the direct investment in Montgomery. I think Montgomery is still the best back, um, but I'm not going to be surprised when exactly what I've been told is going to happen for the last two months uh, comes <laughs> to pass to some degree. Uh, what do you think about Khalil? You said you weren't interested, though. Yeah, well, look, I'm not interested in a committee backfield of a bad offense, you know, and that might be what we're getting out of Washington, too. So it's not like out of the realm of possibility here, but we know Chicago doesn't look good. They they don't look great. Yeah. They didn't invest a lot in the draft either. They invested a lot in the week defense, one's going to so. be pretty rough, too. Yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be a rough year for them. Uh, but I, I tell you, it's aggravating. It has made me not want to draft any part of this this offense that isn't Mooney or Komet, to be honest with you. And Fields is OK, too. But, um, you know, this situation sucks. Uh, and what really sucks about it is that Montgomery is banged up right now a little bit, like enough to not play in preseason. So I would really like to have seen if they're both healthy. What is the split on the first team offense if they're both healthy? But Montgomery sat. He's probably going to set the last game too because what's the point in playing him when he's a little bit nicked up? So um, 
this just looks like an ugly situation for the entire season. So uh, I, I'm like Bob. I think Montgomery is a better back, but they don't. So uh, yeah, it's probably going to be split down the middle and be gross. I look at some of just like the mid tier into that flex running back spot. And you've got, you know, James Cook, who's at 36 on NFC. You've got Melvin Gordon at 39. And I'm not sure. I don't know. if you, Can you make really make an argument? The upside is greater with Melvin Gordon over Herbert. Maybe the floor. Maybe you can make the floor. James Cook, I suppose you could, but that looks like a three-headed monster that they're yeah. looking like they're going to commit to. That's so. at least a good offense there. Yeah, no, it is a good offense, 100%. I know you could make the argument, would you rather have one of the three backs, maybe the third back in a, in a better offense, yeah. or would you rather have the second back in a worse offense in that type of committee? You can make those arguments. That's a fair question. Well, my point yeah. is, is if he's in the 50s, this is he's a guy getting that touches. has, yeah, he's yeah. got the mid thirties upside with higher upside if Montgomery were to fade away. So that's going to be my sleeper number two. All right. Uh, final sleepers here, Bob, you got number three. Who we got, so I, uh, you know, this is like every time you make the top 10, you think, uh, how am I going to hit fit 20 guys in my top 10? I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a whole universe of, uh, you know, under drafted X receivers uh, in various offenses, like whether it's Devonte Parker uh, you know, you can go down the list. DJ Chark. Uh, I'm going to go with Chark because um, I think he's previously mm. productive. A player who who is who's shining in camp. I mean, I granted his camp. I think his offense might be a little better than people expect, but he's the perfect complement to the pieces they have. And Amon Ross St. Brown, who you know, don't expect those double digit targets every week. People, not going to happen. Maybe TJ Hawkinson is going to be you know a guy that gets. Uh, a lot of those targets, uh, but Chark is going to have some opportunities to make plays. And uh, we've seen in the past, his time in Jacksonville, he was pretty impressive. So I'm just hoping this offense can pick up the pace. Remember, don't overlook the offensive line here. Uh, the offensive line play for this team last year was not great. Uh, they had a great offensive line. It was never on the field. It wasn't their, their top five were never on the field for a single game. And I think they played like 12 different combinations. Good news for DeAndre Swift as well, who's going to get his targets. But Chark, I'm trying to look at the uh, quick look at the ADP right now. I want to say it's like way cheaper than it should be. And if we want to, you know, look, I'm even still in on Corey Davis at his price, Devontae Parker at his price. I mean, there's a whole range of guys as I get down the drafts. I see people, look, I'm not against taking the KJ Hamlers and, you know, his ECR is wide receiver 60. So the last wide receiver. His ADP on Fantasy Pros is 51. These are free square plays, what I call free square plays, where yeah. if they don't work out, it's okay. You can move on, find whatever comes, rises up, and in, in, uh, especially a wide receiver, maybe less so a running back. But <clears throat> but there's a whole range of guys I like there, and I'll just go with Chark as an, an example uh, of the guys that I'm looking for. Boggs, you clearly, I know, I mean, I, I could hear it. it, the video, yeah. we could see it. Chark has been someone you've been pretty vocal about this year, and you've been swooping up in a lot of the drafts we've done. I've mentioned him on, uh, you know, the, the Fantasy Pros Dynasty show with Pat Fitzmorris as well, where, you know, just think about the QBs that this guy has played with, not just in Jacksonville, over his co collegiate career too, because he played at LSU before Burrow was there, and they had garbage at quarterbacks before and since Burrow has left. They've had nothing. So, in case Jared Goff is like uh, the savior. Dude, he might be, he's, okay, he's a huge upgrade over, it was, uh, I believe it was three games of Trevor Lawrence last year, his first three games as a pro, it was Blake Bortles and Gardner Minshew mm -hmm. before that. Mm -hmm. These are the QBs that Chark has played with, and he's had good seasons, and he's still young, he's had a couple of injuries as well, the ankle stuff is worrisome long term but i mean jameson williams is going to miss probably at least half this yeah, season. he opened he's opened on pop so yeah so he's in you know he's going to extend it won't be just the first month for Jam they have no reason to rush him uh, a very high pick wide receiver back so he ain't going to get rushed back uh they're going to be down a lot too and goff is easily the best QB that Chark has ever played with in the NFL. That is what we're talking about. That how bad is that, by the way? Uh, that that that's the best QB he's ever played with. So I like am Mike, all it's like in. Mike Trout with the teams never making the playoffs. <laughs> right, that, exactly. You know. So yeah, right, Bob, I'm uh, all. Who in you got number Chark. two? Or number uh, three? I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you a deep, deep sleeper here. And this is you a guy said this I, one to me the other day too. I, was I haven't talked to about it. it. I haven't talked about him that much because he like you're not taking him in a standard a Chark. I would take even over Tolbert, who I said and stuff like and Chark is free. But I just think and if you're in a deep, deep dive league or something happens to Robbie Anderson, who, you know, maybe he retires like he was talking about a couple weeks ago, or whatever nonsense. I guess he just didn't get enough attention for a couple days. But 
Terrace Marshall. I like Terrace Marshall coming out of LSU uh, into the NFL last year. He was a disaster last year. He got behind in camp. He had a couple injuries. And then, uh, you know, he got into the the coach's doghouse. That is when he uh, went to rookie minicamp this year because they'll do second, third year guys. A lot of guys will show up in OTAs. He was the bell of the ball. He was the star of the show there. He has been good in training camp in the preseason as well. Big physical wide receiver that has some size. I'm excited to see what he can do. And look, this defense for Carolina is still rough. Probably might be the best part of their team, but it's still not great. Uh, but uh, with a real QB in Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold now, which hurts me to say, but is true. Uh, I think Terrence Marshall has a little bit of upside here. Tom, what, have you uh, thought about Terrence Marshall uh, at all <laughs> like uh, the last year? Yes. Uh, you know, when I think about him, I think about the real estate rule, location, location, location. Uh, Carolina is not a great location. We, never, we may never yeah. know how good Terrence Marshall is. And I can remember uh, during the draft watching as my Twitter roll by Matt Waldman saying uh, in real time, this might be the steal of the draft. And it might have been had he been the team that stole him a good team uh, that can support more than two viable fantasy options, which it hasn't up to this. This is point. Chark. This is like the first couple of years of Chark right here is Terrace Marshall. Same school too, LSU. Yes, yes. It's, he's Chark's in a better place. And no, much better place. place. Yeah. But, but you know, so like I, I do think the talent's there. I'm just not sure the opportunities that I want to see are going to come. And we've heard Richard Higgins rear his ugly yeah. head today uh, based on the chemistry or the, at least the, uh, relationship he built with Baker Mayfield, yeah, yeah. In, in Cleveland. So, so I'm a little concerned about this one. I just think I, I wish, honestly, I wish he was on a different team because I think we're not going to see the Terrace Marshall that is actually really good. The last Made one I've got. Atlanta. I'd be nice. Last Atlanta. one, Bogman, not due to Madden, but I'm going with Texas wide receiver <laughs> Nico Collins. 25 <laughs> targets, last four games with Mills last year. Projected 94 targets according to PFF. The average runs six targets per game which would be putting him over that 100-target range. ADP on Fantasy Pros of 75 at wideout. And NFC, he's in the mid-60s. That's not a good team. And frankly, you never love to – it's kind of like the – going back to the Jarek McKinnon thing. Like, Jarek McKinnon is kind of fun to gamble on because it's a great team. It's a great offense. You can pick up one of those pieces. Taking a bunch of guys on bad teams isn't necessarily the big play that no. you want to go with. <laughs> but, but Davis Mills – Proven to be a, a viable quarterback that's going to sling the ball. Brandon Cook's going to get a lot of attention. They're probably going to be playing from behind a whole lot into this year, and they're going to have to sling the ball. And I think Nico Collins, he looks like a different wide receiver in the preseason right now, bodying up, making plays. Catch rate, I think, is going up. I think the target rate is going up. Projections, I think, are really low. And this, as you guys have said, Bob, is a free square. And yep. I am betting on Nico Collins on the back end of my drafts. Yeah, if we were digging deeper into the uh, into the sleeper world and looking at uh, other positions other than the guys we looked at, Davis Mills would probably be on my list. Just saw his improvement last year from the first few games when he started and got the break, came back. Remember, he only started like 11 games in college uh, due to injury. So, I mean, this is a guy that I think is going to outperform expectations, and I think some of the associated pieces that are going to rise up because of it are include Nico Collins. And so... I don't know if he's going to rise up to be a truly viable play, but I think the opportunity. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. 
And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, fellas, here's how it works. $15 for it. In this league. What's this? In this league. If you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. So I think he's a good pick late. You know, if you're in a standard, probably one of your last picks, if not your very last pick. But um, I'm excited about the prospects for Jalen Tolbert playing with a guy like Dak Prescott. What do you think? What do you think, Bob? On Jalen Opportunities will be there. I talked to Jalen Tolbert uh, just before the draft. Seems like a very nice young man. Uh, did not play at a super high level of competition in college, but then went to the senior bowl, had a big showing there. So look, opportunities matter, right? That's the, you know, something that you have to pay attention to. Uh, in fantasy football, and so many times we are drafting, you know, the talent of a player and without taking into account that he's not high on the depth chart. In Culver's case, he is. Noah Brown is going to be there. You mentioned, I mean, there's going to be others. Maybe Michael Gallup will be at, back relatively soon. But uh, in the meantime, it seems like Culver has a chance to establish himself in what should be a very good offense. Uh, Michael Gallup is going higher than Jalen Tolbert yep. in NFC drafts. Do you think that's correct? I, I probably for the long haul. Yes. But, you know, if you want to get off to a fast start and sometimes some of these players like, you know, I think it's more running back, but if you have guys coming off injury or whatever, if you want to draft, you know, Michael Gallup and you need a player to cover you early on, but like at running back JK Dobbins, maybe he gets off to a slow start. Uh, you know, or some of these guys, Tyreek Hills, a volatile receiver. You want to get somebody in there that, that is, has a little, you know, at least early run, I think Tolbert maybe a guy not, you know, especially if you're trying to, you know, cover all the bases in the Dallas offense. I've not eagerly drafted him, uh, but I do have some shares in best ball. I've been taking Gallup a whole lot in the best balls. You just, you know, get my wide receiver core starters. Usually that fourth wide receiver is a rookie and then jump in on Gallup at like five or six or something going off around around the 60s in uh, Fantasy Pros ADP NFC. He's a little bit higher into the 50s on Gallup. And really in NFC, they both kind of move up like 10 spots from just normal consumer ADPs versus fantasy pros. The NFC, um, you know, high dollar stuff and, you know, the season long stuff, that's going to push a little bit further up. Uh, my second sleeper, Bog's actually a guy that you said you're not super interested in. And I'm going with Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert, who has an RB ADP on fantasy pros of 53 and a really huge lack of commitment to David Montgomery and that Bears offense. We've already seen that. It has shades of Antonio Gibson, what's going on in Washington, and we had some early stuff with Itho Jacobs is going to be fine with Kenyon Drake back. We've seen some of those. The lack of commitment has, has me concerned. Khalil Herbert. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 